0: Connect with us at podcast at tradingstrategyguides.com. Trading profits are just an episode away.
1: Welcome to the Cash Flow Hacking Podcast, where we help people increase their cash flow. We do this by talking to the experts who have a proven financial strategy that has worked for them. We get the inside info with the smartest people by taking a deep dive, asking the right questions, and getting specific action steps that you can use. We study the experts who have defied conventional wisdom, who have unlocked the doors to greater wealth, and we share it with you. For those of you who realize that you're not yet at your full potential, you're underemployed, or you're simply looking to grow your cash flow, this is the podcast for you. Welcome to the Cashflow Hacking Podcast, hosted by Casey Stubbs. Hello, this is Casey Stubbs with the Cashflow Hacking Podcast, and today we're going to continue on our journey on making money online. We talk about a lot of different things on this show on how to make extra revenue, and one of the best ways now with the invention of the internet is online marketing and the previous episodes I talked about how to create a sales funnel and then I interviewed a sales funnel expert so if you haven't heard those jump back on get those in because this is the today's episode is a perfect follow-up with those first two where I have a copywriting expert uh, who is going to tell us about how to write the sales copy so whenever you're selling something online you have to actually write sales copy I've been in this business about 10 years now, and I've noticed a lot of people will try to throw, throw a product together, and they just don't put anything at all on the sales page. They just say, buy my product, or here it is. They don't even ask people to buy, and they don't get any sales, and they're shocked by that. Uh, so you've got to do something which is called sales copy. You have to write, copy, or create videos that's going to have copy uh, that convinces people to buy your product. And so today I've brought in a copywriting expert, and we're happy to introduce Adil Amarsi. Thank you for
2: coming on the show. Thanks for having me, Casey, and thanks for pronouncing my name correctly.
1: Okay, so we're, I want to just jump right into it. Uh, you are a copywriter. Tell me yeah. a little bit about how you got into copy and how long you've been doing it.
2: My story is a little bit different than most people. Um, so I, so if we go like right back to the origin of everything they did, I started out with uh, my dad was paralyzed from the waist down when I was five until I was about seven years old. And he had this weird obsession with the home shopping channel for like two years. So for like that two-year period where he couldn't walk, I'd sit down and watch the home shopping channel with him for about two hours a day, six days a week. My parents were actually told when I was 11, turning 12, that uh, I would struggle in middle school because of the speed of which I was writing was really slow. So rather than having me tested for dyslexia, uh, they just told my parents that I need more time to write. I just need to write more often until I got used to it. Um, And my dad at this point was walking again. He had a business. Uh, I turned 12 and I started spending every day after school at his um, at his company just writing these stories every single day. And it eventually got to the point where uh, my parents separated for a little bit. So my commute to school went from 20 minutes a day walking to two, two hours on buses every day. So an hour there and an hour back. I was a bit of a anxious kid, so I didn't have many friends uh, at the time. Well, I did, but I didn't speak to new people. When I was on the bus, I was by myself. So I spent all the time with a notepad just writing stories. Fast forward to 18 years old. I'm in a network marketing business. I get told by, uh, by the way, at this point, my parents have got back together. I still give my dad my notepad every single weekend to read through these stories. Uh, and he like grades and he's like, yeah, this is good. This is bad. That's what I changed differently. Just because he, he was like that. He wasn't a copywriter himself. He just liked to read. 18 years old, doing network marketing. Me and my upland fall out. Next thing I know, I'm at a seminar for internet marketing and I'm being asked, what are you good at? And I remember telling the speaker, I'm not very good at traffic, but what I'm really good at is uh, getting people to buy. And like, What do you mean? And I was like, I'm 18. And I'm like, Well, I got, um, I had 10 people read my blog post, and seven of them gave me money. And they were like, 70% of your audience that read your thing gave you money. I was like, Yeah like, okay, you're a copywriter. That's what you do. So I went back home, told my dad that I wanted to pursue this venture of copywriting. He went upstairs and pulled out this case, like this big black binder, and just gave it to me. He goes, read the first three pages. I read the first three letters. By the third letter, I figured it out. I said, this sounds familiar. He goes, yeah, because you wrote it. He goes, what we used to do is we used to take all your letters, like all the little uh, stories that you wrote for us. We put them together into a sales letter, have our copywriter put in a headline, a call to action, clean up your grammar and mail it out so unconsciously i've been writing since i was 12 but consciously i went pro 18 and started writing direct response so that's how i got into it was by some miracle accident
1: how long ago was that
2: uh i'm 29 so that was 11 years ago that i went pro okay so, so
1: that's a lot of experience uh yeah. i'm 42 and i've only been in business 10 years so you've got more experience than me even though i'm much older <laughs> Hopefully I got some experience in other areas that offset that. You've got
2: more experience in so many more areas than I have.
1: But uh, anyways, so copy. A lot of people don't even understand anything about it at all. Like, I think that because my audience is an investment-based audience, I talk about different ways to make money, but this is probably a new subject for them. I personally go to a lot of different websites and look at things because I'm in business, and I notice that they don't and you tell me if you've seen this, you'll see a product slapped on a page with no copywriting
2: at all. Yeah, it's uh, or it'll be really good copy and there's no call to action, as you mentioned in the introduction. Like there's no way to ask people to buy. So,
1: so how important is it to learn the skill of copywriting
2: uh, for your business? It's the master skill. It is the master skill. If there's anything I can tell someone, um it's the master skill just simply because if you're going in for, especially for the investment market as well, if you're going in for an investment, meaning in the sense of that you're pitching, a, you're pitching an investment to an investor, they will look at your ability to sell more than anything else. So, if you have door-to-door sales experience, uh, if I remember correctly, Dan Candy qu- quoted this. It was like there is a ten percent increase in chance of uh, an investor working with you if they can see that you did door-to-door sales previously, just simply because it means that you have the ability to sell. Writing copy is just salesmanship in, or salespersonship if we're living in today's day and age in print. It's the idea of being able to give a pitch to one person and write it down and repeat that effort over and over again. So it is a master skill to understand and truly learn. Um, and going back to the whole idea of this blank page where people throw together a product and try and sell it, and you and I have had many a call on this, and we've also had that call that we did recently. One of the big things that really is missing for a lot of people in general is they don't have a story. They don't really tap into the reason why they're doing what they're doing. And most of the time when you're creating a good sales letter, that is the actual crux of it is that you need to have a good reason to why you're doing what you're doing. It's not just to make money. There is a reason that you're there.
1: I really like the idea of story because I like connecting with people. Stories move people. Um, and I don't like the idea of using a story to influence someone uh, in a negative way, like separating them from their money. Yeah. Um, but I love stories because, for one, I'm an emotional guy. I'm yeah. very heart-centered. And so when I hear a good story, like that actually moves me to action quite often
2: entirely and something i do want to reiterate there is obviously with the skill it's just like selling if you get really good at selling there are some people that will use their salesmanship and their persuasion to manipulate you to you know part you with your cash but there's other people that will help you move things forward and influence you and persuade you there to make an investment so the big difference is that you can use story to have some like use use it negatively meaning you can tell a heartfelt story that's completely made up that makes it seem real And you'll get a certain amount of market share that people will buy from you. But the problem is you're going to feel bad. Like something is going to weigh heavily on your soul. You're not going to be able to enjoy it as much. Um, Whereas if you go the other way, where you actually use your story to positively influence people because you know, you can guess what? Now you're actually doing a service to your marketplace and the people you're selling to, because now they're no longer parting with their cash in a negative space. They're parting with it because they want to invest in you. They want to work with you. They want to do something with you. They, they want to pick up a skill that you can show.
1: Using a story uh, really shows that you're a real person and that they can personally maybe see themselves a little bit. Like yep. if, That's why I share my story a lot it's kind of a fine line because I've been pretty successful and I don't ever want to appear like I'm bragging like, Oh yeah, look at me. I've done this. I've done that. And I know sometimes I come across that way, but usually if I'm selling, sharing my story, it's because I want people to be inspired that they too can do what I have been able to do because I'm not really anybody that special. So if I can do it, then you could do the same kind of thing with your life.
2: Yeah. And also just to clarify, I I think that you actually sell from probably one of the highest places of goodness there is. And you don't come off braggadocious. you never have. Like I've I've had some of yourself, you just come out as the genuinely nice guy that knows what he's doing. <laughs> Thanks. Appreciate that.
1: So uh, tell just give us a little bit of a breakdown uh, for someone who's maybe just getting started. If they have something they want to sell, and this doesn't necessarily have to be like an info product or anything like that. They can use copy for anything, right?
2: Yeah, they can use it for getting on stage. They can do it to get a date because Gary Halbert, one of the greatest copywriters of all time, actually proved this concept by saying, oh, any problem in life, you just write a good sales letter and it fixes that problem. And someone said, well, what about a date? I'm single. And goes, great. I'll write you a sales letter and show you exactly how to get a date. So he and ran a class ad.
1: you got to convince that other person to yeah. go out with you, Right.
2: Exactly, and wrote this perfect (laughs) ad, and his phone never stopped ringing.
1: Yeah, especially if you're challenged in the looks department, (laughs) you really got to have some good copy. (laughs) Yeah. What does a beginner need to know? Like, if they just don't know anything today, and they're like, "Oh man, I want. I've got this thing I want to sell. I want to make a little extra money, but I don't know where to begin." Like, what would be Mm -hmm. a couple steps that they could take?
2: So I'll give you the most simplest three-step formula that was ever given to me. Now I use this exact formula and I expanded it out to my course, which is now 17 steps of going all the way through with every single thing and every psychological um, understanding that you need to have, because there are certain words that you're not supposed to use in advertising. But the three simple steps are this number one, who are you? Basically that's who your customer's thinking. Who is this person? The second, what do you have to sell me? So tell them exactly what they're getting, go into detail. And the third, and this is where everyone else screws up a lot, tell them how to buy. Like the, the biggest thing I can tell you right now is remove as much fear from the process of buying from you as possible, and you'll have an endless stream of customers coming to you. It's actually, the truth is remove that fear to buy.
1: Hello, this is Casey, and I wanted to take a minute to tell you about my new book that just came out. It's called Complete Trading System. This is my 25 years of trading experience sharing everything that I have learned in how to make a profit from the markets. You're going to learn about how to find the right instruments to trade, how to find a trend how to get started as beginners. You're going to learn about how to get the right mindset and you're going to be able to put it all together to create a trading system of your own that will work for you. I highly recommend that you try it out. Just click the link right now. It's called Complete Trading System. It's available on Amazon. Thank you. Go ahead and check it out. I think you're going to love it. So what are some of the obstacles? You mentioned fear. Uh, What other things do you you have to actually help them overcome? Obstacles, things that are stopping them from selling. One of them might be money, right? Like, oh, I don't have enough money. Or maybe this isn't, it's too much money.
2: People have, um, so people that buy logically, and there's very, very few people, what they do is they buy emotionally, but they need to logically justify their reason for buying. And so this is where story really comes in. Is when you tell a good story that is based in truth and reality and authenticity, because that's what I truly believe in. You have to tell a true story, not one that's made up. You tell the true story, and then what ends up happening is people connect with you. And when you give them, you tell them who you are, you give them all the information they need in the world, and you walk them through the exact step process. Step one, who are you? Well, I'm this person. This is what I do. Step number two, this is what I have to sell to you. This is what I have to share with you. And you give them enough emotional reasons to buy. Like, for instance, if you're selling a product on how to um, invest properly, your whole thing is if you're targeting people that are starting out with investments and they're wondering and the biggest obstacle you have is like they won't buy even though I know it will help them, well, go back into their shoes. Go into empathy and go, okay, why wouldn't I buy if I was reading this? And then just break it down, like go through the list and go, okay, I wouldn't buy it because it's too expensive. Or I wouldn't buy it because it seems a little bit too far fetched. Or I wouldn't buy it because it's name a reason. It could be something as simple as I just don't have the money right now. So, what you can do, and this is kind of a big one, is if you come up with the objection of it's too much money, you want to give them the reasons why the investment is what it is. I mean, don't throw out a number just simply because you pull it out of thin air. You want to really. Classify the value. So the way that I do this would say with my copywriting clients, or even let's take my course, because that's a great example. If I was doing a copywriting job with someone, the first thing I always ask them is how much are you going to be selling the product that you're selling? Like, how much money is your funnel going to be making you if you had the right metrics? And usually they'd say something in the region like, I don't know, $1,000 or like $3,000. I'm like, so each potential perfect customer would spend $3,000 with you. Like, yes. I'm like, great. Now I actually price that accordingly. With my course, I have the same thing. The reason I set the price to what it was, yes, it's a little bit pricey, but I set it at that price because I know if someone writes a sales letter perfectly and runs the, an ad to it, they will make that return on investment fairly quickly and they'll have a skill for life. So it works out. And if you're someone that's selling something like investment, uh, as in, if you're just give me something to sell. Anything could be anything. Uh, investment newsletter. Okay, investment newsletter. If you're selling an investment newsletter and the come up and the thing that you're hitting your head against is how will people uh, they don't want to part with say whatever price point is 197 bucks or ninety seven bucks a month, um, or even a thousand bucks a month. Why won't they part with their cash or why won't they invest in you? Well, the key thing is read through it and see how believable the story sounds. Is it really true? Like for instance, if you're someone uh, there's there's a friend of mine who His story was that he put himself through college while he was working at college and got himself a little uh, hot dog stand. Um, Guys who were on the stock market used to throw away their stock sheets, like their newsletters uh, after they were done. And he would ask, instead of throwing them in the bin, would you mind giving them to me? Um, And they'd be like two, three weeks old, but they'd be good enough to still make a little bit of cash. So he'd go back and invest in the stocks, make a little cash, and then keep doing this. So he was always three weeks later than everyone else, but he still got to the party. So his story is like how he quickly grew this empire by using this very believable thing that happened to him. That's how you build the trust. And then from there, that story uh, efficacy goes into telling exactly what people are getting, because the last thing people don't want to have is this isn't, and then you list off all the things it isn't, but you don't tell them what it is. You make them things like, this isn't a software. This isn't um, something that I just picked up off the street. This isn't blah, whatever it is. But you don't tell them specifically what it is. You just let them guess. That will work quite well, Build burn you in the short term and in the long term. What you want to say is, so what I've done, like in your story of how you got there, you'd say, so what I've done is I've put together an investment newsletter where every single month I have my team do th- through, go through all the research, find the stuff that we need, put it together for you for your ease of use and mail it out to you every single month. So you have exactly what you need ahead of time. More importantly than that, what we've done is this is everything that you're receiving with every single month of our newsletter or your investment on our course or whatever it is we're going to be giving you, or I'm going to be giving you and you tell them exactly what comes in it. Is it a newsletter? Is it a video? Is it a USB? Is it an email? Is it a, uh, an audio program, whatever it is that they're about to receive you tell them they're going to receive that. And then you go into the details of what each CD and each newsletter could be going into and what they're going to have. And then finally you start putting in testimonials about people who have worked with you before. Now, if you're someone that has never had any sort of product, because this does happen with new people, you either get people to review the detail, the documentation for you prior and like friends and family, and they test out, get results and report back. Or, if you are if you're a normal if you're a trader yourself and you're deciding to teach other people how to trade, well, what you do is you can actually either post up proof, or you can actually have friends and family and other people that you've helped or consulting clients that you've worked with give a character testimonial, such as, uh, "I think Casey Stubbs is a great human being. He's very uh, powerful and heart centered in the way that he does things. But most importantly, when he gets to work to really help you understand how you can invest properly to truly set your family and self free." he does, he covers all the bases. In fact, he's known for covering all the bases. So anything that Casey puts his name on, I'm going to go ahead and buy because I know it's going to be good for me. So that's a character testimonial because it's not so much about the thing that you're selling, it's about you as a person. And that credibility carries onto your product and so on and so forth.
1: Well, I know as as an investor and also a business investor, I can sometimes look at a person and know that person. And I will invest in the business. And I don't even know what the business is. Exactly. Because Why? Because I put my faith not in the business, but in the person who's behind the business.
2: Exactly. It's one of the many reasons why you want to get to the point where you truly share your story and tell people what you do and why you do it.
1: Right off the bat, in today's interview, you shared your story. And uh, with your course that you're selling, do you do the same technique?
2: What I do is I actually sell more because my course is based on results more than okay. anything. very similar to like other things. So I do go into a story of how I became who I am, but more importantly, I also share the results I've got for my clients. So it proves that what I'm going to be teaching you isn't just, Hey, I just bought someone else's course and repackaged it as my own. It's like, no, these are my results. These are the things that I've done myself. I've done for others. These are the things that have come up and I can prove that this formula works. And that's basically how you write it. uh, The key element here is anything that you're selling is you want to have an element of proof and evidence. And if you don't have proof and evidence because it's a new product, it's a new idea, you want to make sure that you have the highest level of integrity and you actually tell them this. So it's like this is a a brand new product It's completely untested, but I want to make sure that you guys get first dibs on it. So what we're doing is either you give them an extra bonus or you give them a discount. When you're asking for the order.
1: I like that because then you're up front and you don't have to make stuff up because I th- think a lot
2: of people starting out be like well I
1: don't have any of this there's no background and yeah. you know it's good to be up front with people
2: on it. Yeah and even if you're going into a marketplace where you really don't know much about it but you have a great idea so you put together like a product and you're like okay this works I'm going to go teach this thing because I've tested it, it works um and you're like but my story doesn't like my core story of how i got into like whatever it was doesn't fit with this i always go back to why did i pick this thing like for instance if i was going into the martial arts niche uh i'd be like okay uh why did i go to let's go survival because martial arts is obvious i've done martial arts for a long time but let's just say it's survival what i would go into is the story of um I don't ever want to be caught with my pants down in the wild and not know exactly how to survive in case things happen. Like, for instance, I love to travel. I was watching Bear Grylls and on the airplane, he said that most people, when they go down um, overseas, they don't die because the plane crashed. They actually die because they don't know what to do and survive in the water. They don't know how to do that so there's all these tips and ideas of how to survive a plane crash or how to survive whatever it is like in the wilderness using a very small amount of rations and because of that exact idea it scared me so much that i went ahead and actually bought every survival course i could and read every survival book i could find only to realize that realistically a lot of them some things were conflicting some things really worked i went out and tested them myself and then I thought I'd put something together so other people get, instead of spending the hundreds of thousands or like the tens of thousands of dollars I did, uh, that I was fortunate and able to invest in this. Instead, what I did was I broke everything down and put it together in this simple $50 or $100 book or ebook or video guide. that will show you the exact mechanics of what to go through um, and help you understand how to survive anything in the wild and wilderness. So do you see how that story actually completely comes through from a place of true authenticity and truth of who you are, but at the same time it has nothing to do with your core story.
1: Yeah. And it's really good because yeah, the product might be new, but it's showing the journey, how the product got developed. Exactly. Uh, That's, that's really important.
2: Yeah. And even as far as going like, you feel like, okay, but how would, how would you sell this thing? You tell them exactly what's coming in and then right at the end, when you get to where most people screw it up, which is asking for the sale, I'm going to tell you the simplest formula to ask for the sale. You ready, Casey? I'm ready. It's five words. Here's what you do next. That's simple. And then you explain to them what they're going to do next. Here's what you do next. Click the order button, pick up the phone, write me back, whatever it is. And then you give them instructions. So click the order button. You'll be taken to a secure checkout page. Uh, Complete your investment today. Pick up the phone. Um, ask for Casey. Casey will get. On, uh, I'll get on the phone with you, and we'll speak. Or it could be right back to this. E- right back to this email address. And I'll get back to you in seventy-two hours with an exact idea of when we can book time to speak. Whatever it is, you can ask. Even if it's on a date, you can just say so. Here's what we do next. Send me a message. Send me a reply. Let me know what you think about these different things, and let's talk. By telling people what to do in that directive manner, but also. Giving them the option of not to do it increases your chance of response so greatly, it's incredible.
1: I think that that is a very important component. And I think it's probably also maybe a little bit fearful for the salesperson to actually do that. Because I, I don't know if you've noticed, but a lot of salespeople will just talk all about the product. But then when it comes to close, they won't try to close. They won't say, okay, here's what you do next. They just kind of leave it open ended. And then nothing happens. But I I don't know if it's just that they don't know they're supposed to do it or if there's a little bit of fear of actually asking for the close.
2: It's mostly fear because um, when I did door-to-door sales, that was one of the first things I truly learned was uh, being able to ask the customer. So here's what we're going to do next. And I fill out this agreement and walk through the agreement with them. And just by asking them to take action is always powerful because – If you leave something, take it this way if you leave something open ended, uh, that means there's a lot of fear there that the customer doesn't want to walk through themselves. They don't want to go into the fear trap and not really, uh, they'll be like, they're more likely to say, you know what, that's too scary, I'm going to walk the other way. Yeah, your well, job, I
1: think door-to-door is pretty scary. That's bold. Uh, terrible.
2: <laughs> soul-crushing. It was a soul-crushing profession. I never uh, want to go back. But, yeah, uh, I
1: mean, you got to really learn to deal with rejection.
2: <laughs> oh, to your face. And it's not even nice. It's like really mean rejection. But people actually have to really get into their mindsets that one of the key components um, to that whole idea of removing the fear is by telling them what to do, it, it allows the customer to truly say, okay, I know that if I click this button, I'm not going to get a virus. I know if I reply back to this email address, I'm not going to have assassins show up at my house um, or whatever it is. You're, you're allowing that customer to feel completely at, in control because they know what the next steps are. So if you have fear around asking for the sale, seriously, just go with, here's what you do next it doesn't sound that fearful because you're just telling someone what they would do if they wanted to order.
1: Yeah, that's, that's a really great part. And uh, I think having that as one of your pieces, one of the key pieces of copy is really important. And I obviously
2: see that missing a lot. Even with sales calls and agreements, by the way, for anyone that's like going into an agreement with a partnership, or if you're pitching for a new job or pitching for a new position, always end it with, so here's how I work that's the easy one i use is here's how i work these are the scheduling details i have and then you just if it's for a job interview obviously it just says here's the best way that i work and get the best out of me and here's what happens next or if you're pitching for stock or pitching for taking on a, 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 to be coached by someone else like if you're if you were lucky enough to be coached by casey um and he had a spot open and you asked casey to coach you and he was like hey i don't just coach anyone Like, okay, so here's how I work best, Casey. These are the reasons why that you should work with me and you should train me and why you should mentor me. And then you just end it with, so here's how I would love to start working with you. And then you detail how you would love to start working with Casey. And Casey's response is, great, this is how I could work with you. Or you can say, nope, sorry, buddy. It's just not with me. I might have someone else for you. It's a very simple way of actually keeping it very relaxed without being too pushy or too forceful.
1: I'm actually getting some other thoughts coming into my head here, because um, you, because you had said, you know, this works for pitching other things or dates. This this type of skill. So we're talking in context of online marketing. Yeah. But this particular skill could really be used. I mean, this is really valuable because I'm just thinking like a debate. Right. Yeah. Let's say you're in an uh, on the debate team, which not many people are on a debate <laughs> team, but the point is that you're learning how to logically put together uh, some type of presentation to explain your point of view, to get them to come to your side. Exactly. And so that could even be used in politics. It could be used in debates. It could be used, I mean, just everywhere. Really vital skill.
2: It is used in politics and popular or unpopular opinion i don't mind because i don't i don't live in the u.s so from an outsider's perspective when uh your current president president trump was running for office i remember one of my friends saying to me she was american she was like i don't think he's gonna win i said no i think he's definitely gonna win She's like, are you a supporter i was like i i don't support american politics i barely support british politics but um the reason i say that is because if you look at his because i love watching elections Simply because I love to see which politicians are using salesmanship, and particularly, this is a really big one. So this transcends everywhere because copywriters do get hired by political firms to write their advertising for them because we just know how to connect to people because we go into your story and understand that stuff. But the true power of why I felt Trump would win is because he did something that all the other president uh, candidates didn't do. Presidential candidates didn't do. They spoke at a higher than 10-year-old grade level of reading. So anything that you create, find a 10-year-old, or if you don't, just run it through the Hemingway app and see what grade your copy comes up at. If it's anything above a fifth-grade level of reading, then you're going to lose a lot of your audience. It's not about, well, if I talk normally, if I talk like if I'm talking to a 10-year-old, aren't they going to be insulted? No, they're going to understand. It's because you've simplified your argument to a point or your reason to a point that is so easy that a 10-year-old can can say it. That's what you mean.
1: Yeah, I think another thing that politicians do, and this is in relation to copywriting, is – because I'm an amateur copywriter, but I do go to their pages and look. They make it all about them and their resume and not about the people. Um, They're like, look at me. I did this. I did that. I did this. Yay, yay, yay. And it's not even sharing a story. They're not even sharing a story. They're just listing their accomplishments, which is a lot different than connecting on a heart level. Whereas when you're writing copy and you can you can help me uh, articulate this, you want to focus on them. You yep. want to share your story, but the story isn't really about you. It's about who's reading it.
2: Yeah. It's basically, even when you're creating the story, you might use the word I quite a bit, which is fine uh but you want to have this story written in a way that sounds that is your story but it's a journey that you went through that they can follow along on i get a lot of like pushback from my friends about this when i say i say keanu reeves is probably one of the best actors in hollywood not because of the way that he acts and so on and so forth like that it's because he is the placid mask for you to put on when you're watching a movie like you can see yourself go through his life in any of his roles in movies, one of the oldest roles in movies and understand the feelings that he's portraying and a great actor can do that to you. And just to jump off the point of what you were saying, yeah, you, you need to talk more about what's in it for the reader. You need to have it for the perspective of what's in it for them. And you need to just use your story to allow them to facilitate that reading challenge, like that, like go through the entire process with you. Like, okay, I didn't have a, I didn't have that upbringing. I didn't have that opportunity. I didn't do this, but I did have that moment of self doubt. I did realize that I wasn't able to do this. I did have those moments where I really wanted to quit, but I didn't. And neither did this person. But they made it. They made it way further than I did. And maybe they know something I don't their story can become my story. So I'm going to go ahead and buy because their story can seem like it will be my story. So the essentials of what you're saying there is make it more about them, but keep your story um, open enough that even though it is about you, that other people can relate.
1: Yeah, that's good. Uh, earlier, you mentioned the Himaway app. I think I need to do that on some of my copy that I've written. Um, so I'm going to actually make that an action step. What is that specifically?
2: So the Hemingway app, as in named after Ernest Hemingway, is basically an application. It's an online digital application where you just paste in the copy that you've written. And it just analyzes very quickly and says, okay, what grade level is is what's written from you? What grade level is it? If it's above a level grade, if it's above a grade five, then you want to go back and tweak it you want to keep it in the region about three and five. So a third grade level and fifth grade level of reading and comprehension is what you want your words to, to, to have. Now, granted in certain markets, yes, you will be speaking a little bit more sophisticated because there are terms and ideologies, such as, for instance, using the words verticals and indices, not very common amongst people that aren't trading. So you want to take that with a pinch of salt. If it's, if it's an industry term that you know that everyone understands, Keep that in there. But if the rest of the story is higher than fifth grade. Then you want to tweet that down. Find ways to simplify what you're saying.
1: I think that's one of my strong points. <laughs> Which not is, because not because. Uh, oh, you're a great dude. I'm doing I mean, it on purpose. It's just that's where the level goes.
2: <laughs> yeah, I mean the thing is as well because like you have uh, you have a couple of kids and you're used to speaking to them and that's very powerful because like a lot of the times as people we start to relate our stories. Our ideas ideologies that all wrapped in stories when we talk to our kids when we talk to our siblings that are younger than us right this is a great way to build that empathy in order to move forward now me i don't have any children yet so i actually can't i have to use apps and stuff but if you're naturally gifted like you are at the ability of speaking at that level then go for it that's the best thing that you can do
1: okay but uh, I work with Adil. Uh, we just met maybe six, seven months ago, and I've worked with him recently on some copywriting, and he's just done a fantastic job. really enjoyed working with him. Can you just tell everybody how they can find you and what you maybe have for some beginning people if they're looking to do some copywriting for the first time?
2: Yeah, definitely. So uh, if you guys want to find me, my my main site is adilmrc.com. Uh, so it's A-D-I-L amarsi.com. um go there it's got my podcast and you know it's just a good place to be uh but if you want to get something from me that you can action on right away go to storysellingemails.com it's a free uh it's a free site so you just enter your name and email address and you'll get access to about a 17 minute video I'll we'll discuss the elements of good email writing which also can be translated to writing great copy and uh, if you want to get in touch with me privately, send me, th- send me a contact message through my website. I'm more than happy. Uh, just mention Casey's name so I know uh, where you came from. So I'll just be able to respond back quickly.
1: Excellent. Well, there you have it. We've talked a lot about how to write copy, some of the key components in copy. So if you're interested at making extra money by writing copy or selling something online, this is some excellent starting points. Really, based on what we've heard today, I think that you could actually just take this, write down a couple of the key bullet points, uh, and you could get started, to be honest. I mean, it probably would still be uh, very rough because it's a skill that takes a lot of time to develop, but it would be better than just slapping something on a page, and you would see probably 100 times better results starting out that way than just slapping something on a page and have an add-to-cart button. Exactly. Okay, well, Adil, thank you so much. This has been great material and great great
2: talking to you. Likewise. Thank you so much for having me, Casey.
1: You have been listening to the Cashflow Hacking Podcast. Thank you. I hope that you will take some action steps on the information that you've learned in today's episode. It is critical that you don't just learn but that you actually do something about the information you learned. Go back and listen again and write down what you're going to do about what you learned today. It just might change your life. If this podcast was beneficial to you, please go to iTunes and search Cashflow Hacking Podcast and leave a review. Also, if you want more financial tips and wisdom, and you want to interact with me directly, you can always follow me on Twitter. Just search for Casey Stubbs. Thank you for listening to the Cashflow Hacking Podcast.
0: Thanks for tuning in to another insightful episode of How to Trade It with Casey Stubbs. We hope you found today's discussion valuable and inspiring. Remember, the road to trading mastery is a continuous one. And your commitment to learning and growing as a trader is the key to your success. If you have any questions, comments, or topics you'd like us to cover in future episodes, please reach out to us at podcast at Keep listening, keep learning, and keep trading your way to victory. Until next time.